Hi, everybody, and welcome to Tech Finds, the famous podcast where we combine cool technology with uh, some yummy wine, and we talk about both. I am uh, one of your hosts. I'm Scott Delandy, and I am the East Coast Contingent, and my other hosts with the mosts include the ever-fabulous Colin Gallagher, who is our Midwest connection. And then we have that I'm going to stick with it, the elegant and eloquent Melissa Gurney-Green, just because of the alliteration. Well, the elegant and elegant um, still apply, but I like the alliteration as, as, as well. So welcome, everybody, to, to this episode. Um, we are going to be talking uh, Boujolet wine um, for two reasons. Number one, I just think it's so fun to say Boujolet, so I like to say Boujolet. And I have never really had... I don't think ever any Beaujolais wine. So I thought it would be a good one to try for, for this evening's discussion. And then the tech talk topic is we are going to talk tech hacks and habits. So that is the, the lineup of uh, discussion leaders and discussion topics. So let's go ahead and start. I'm trying to see who's, who's most paying attention right now. I'm going to say it's Colin because... Colin looks very focused. He's had a long day. So, Colin, uh, tell us about your wine. So, I am drinking a Beaujolais. I always, I always thought it was pronounced Beaujolais, not Beaujolais. But um, I could be wrong. But okay, just not to correct you. Um, I am drinking <laughs> I think, a Chateau. I think you, I think you just did. <laughs> <laughs> I am drinking a Chateau de Jarnot Beaujolais. Um, it is a two. It is a twenty twenty. So that qualifies it as what? A new. Beaujolais. A Beaujolais Nouveau. Beaujolais Nouveau, yes, yes. Yes, and there's a very, and I did that so I could literally tell the story. There's a very famous, um, so a Beaujolais Nouveau versus a Beaujolais, the difference is the Nouveau is made and released that same year. The grapes are picked usually in August, September at the end of the season. The the wine is released um, by the end of November. I think there's a specific day. It's like the third Thursday. It's like Thanksgiving. It's like basically on Thanksgiving they release it. Because actually I remember my parents getting it um, as kids at like Beaujolais Nouveau for Thanksgiving. So it's around Thanksgiving time when they release it. Um, and there was a um, there's an there's a phrase because um, they in, in France they would always say le Beaujolais Nouveau c'est arrivé, which has arrived. So yes, yeah, so there's a full phrase mm -hmm. le Beaujolais Nouveau c'est arrivé. So I, I I bought this bottle so I could say it. Um, but um, see, and the thing it's always is because, fun because yeah because nope. um, be, because the Beaujolais hasn't aged and it's nouveau, it has a different profile than um, something that's been in the bottle for for a lot more time. Um, but cool. yeah, so I'm, I'm like it's nice. Um, it's actually this for 2020. It's actually pretty damn good. I mean, so it's aged a little bit. It's not it's not quite a nouveau. Nouveau would technically be. Um, you know, this is a nouveau from last year, so it's aged. It's aged six months or so, so yeah. But um, definitely um, a little on the sweet side. I would say like sweet fruit, um, you know, strawberries. Um, um, you know, def definitely on the fruity side. A little acidic. Um, definitely, um, you know, I would pair it with something a little heartier, um, Italian food maybe. Um, but yeah, I like it. Meat, meat as well. It's a good. It's a good one for meat. Um, um, and I'll say I'll save my next question for for whoever goes next, or, or, or when you go, Scott. Well, that's going to be Melissa. So, Melissa, what are you drinking? Uh, it's a 2019, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's a Domaine des Maisons Neuves, maybe. Okay. Yeah. I I do not French, but <laughs> it's it's quite lovely and sweet. 
a little little sweeter than I normally like it, but um, but I'm a fan. And uh, what was the price point? I'm sorry for yours, Melissa, and then we'll ask Colin. Around twenty four. Twenty four. Colin? Mine was in the low twenties as well. I believe I was going to say twenty one or twenty, but yeah, about that same price. Yep. I gotcha. Okay. Um, excellent. Well, I have a, a Chateau du Pop, which um, is uh, is pretty good. Chateau du Pop. Du Pop. Oh, not okay. Yeah. Hold it up again. Hold it up again a second. You, you want to see it? I didn't hold it up. Yeah. I'll hold it up. There you go. I can't. Um, Chateau du Pop, not Chateau Chateau Neuf du Pop. No? Oh yes, that's it. Chateau Neuf de Pop. Yeah, that's it. Yes, yes. Why? Oh. You're shaking your head. Why? Yes. Uh, what? It, Go ahead. Uh, tell me. Tell me. Ah, so I. You know what? I was gonna try and fake it because I was like, they'll never know. But then apparently <laughs> they do. So I couldn't. So it was the one that I could find that was closest to the the region. So my understanding is it's in the same region, but it's part of the. Rhone region, but I couldn't really find anything else. There's nothing that was easily labeled as a Beaujolais, so um, I ended up having to go with this. So kind of from the region, but it's so it's not the same grapes. Your grape is the Gamay grape, which is yes, exactly. Thick, that's, that was going to be my next question. A, yes, yeah, yeah, the thick skin. Yeah, yeah, and that's so a Grenache this, primarily. Correct. Yes. Yeah, so it's mainly a Grenache. With probably I, a little I, uh, Syrah and Mavedra mixed in. That's absolutely, absolutely <laughs> correct. So I, so we know who we can't fool here. Um, so, yeah. So I, I came in. Like when you said Chateau short. de Pop, I was like, that sounds awfully like Chateau Neuf de Pop. Well, the fact, that, the fact that you recognize. So it's like, a, I believe it's about 50 bucks for the bottle. So, yeah, Chateau Neuf de Pop is um, actually expensive. It's actually, yeah. Yes. It's, yeah. Uh, and, and actually, it's, it's very yummy. Um, I would say so. I from from you know, doing a little bit of research, they did the Beaujolais is uh, because of the grape. It's similar to like a Pinot Noir uh, in terms of kind of the the flavor and the uh, and the color. And Colin's kind of making a frown, so he may disagree with me. But I thought that that's what I had understood. Um, and this is, I'd say, just a little bit heavier than a than a Pinot Noir, uh, definitely in terms of the color. But it, it, and it is a fruitier. Um, um, because it's a blend, it's a fruitier blend of grapes. Um, so, but it's good. It's actually excellent. But um, oh, no, I, it's I'm, a, I'm out... a huge Chateau Neuf de Pop fan. Um, um, so I, I support the choice. Um, okay. But yes. Um, but yeah, it's 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 not the same, Scott. You failed the your wide choice. Um, but um, but I think, like I said, I think um, it's a it's a great choice. It's a great choice. If that's a good one, yeah. Um, also, trivia point for the Chateau Neuf de Pop fans. Um, again, um, Grenache isn't a, a grape you generally hear a lot of. Um, so, and actually, I've had a couple um, um, pure Grenaches, which have been really, really good, but they're harder to find and they tend to be even more expensive. Um, um, in Australia, because Chateauneuf de Pop is such a hard word to say and it's you know a controlled region, in Australia, and I've seen it in California once or twice too, they call that blend a GSM, a Grenache Syrah Mouvedre. So a GSM. So just uh, yes. they can't use something about yeah. So um cool. Yeah. Gotcha. But what what I was gonna say is it's got yes, you hit you hit the correct thing that um it's a gamay grape, right? And it is not from the the Rhone region. It is from what region? The Beaujolais? Uh, yes. <laughs> Within um oh God, it's from the Burgundy make... region. Right. Yes, 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 yes. So, so it's different from the Burgundy wine because it's different grapes, but um, but it is it's from the Burgundy region. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. 
again, lesson for people how um, you know place names don't necessarily you know, and, and controlled names don't necessarily align to an actual physical. You know, they don't not exclusive physical area and not ex exclusive to a grape type. It's a whole process, and and, and then you have to do yeah. So, actually, I'm enjoying my my Beaujolais, my Beaujolais Scott. Very um, very very nice choice. Actually, thank you. Um, well, it's a little you. heavier than a Pinot from so it's sort of somewhere between a Pinot. You know, I would call it a medium bodied red. I don't know if that's what. Um, uh, the experts would call it, but for me, it's it's sort of a um, it, it's a little heavier than a Pinot, um, but not quite as heavy as some of the Boulder Reds. Yeah, my blind spot has always been uh, French wine because I just don't drink enough of it, so I don't know um, you know much about the regions and the different types of grapes and uh, certainly the different vineyards mm -hmm. that are out there. So um, I, that's why I wanted to pick that area uh, was to hopefully learn something. And I, the thing that I learned is that I could not pick out the right bottle. So um, I have that going for us for tonight. So I'm, uh, I think I'm, I'm 0 for 1. Cool. All right. Cool. What about, uh, all right. So we've, uh, I think we've uh, completed checking the box on the, uh, the wine discussion, unless we have anything else we want to add. It is fun having uh, reds again. I, I know the last couple episodes we've been kind of leaning towards the whites um, as far as wines, um, but um, I'm, I'm glad to be back into the, uh, into the reds. So that was, a, that was a happy move, a happy move for sure. But now we want to talk about tech hacks and habits. And I know we usually kind of sprinkle those into the discussions anyway, but I thought it would be good to kind of see what you all are doing and uh, maybe I can borrow some of the things that you guys use and, and, you know, hopefully apply those to what I do. So I'm, I'm curious and we'll start with Melissa this time. You got a good, she's, the, she's the mistress of the hack. She's the mistress of the hack. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that's true. I hope that's true. Um, a couple mostly calendar related. So um, first and foremost, if there's an appointment, I, I manage almost everything through my calendar um, these days. I am a very, very busy person at work. I, I have about a six to four schedule that is usually full of meetings. And on top of that, I've got household management tasks and um, IUIC, uh, which stands for umpire in chief at our local little league. So I've got a lot of coordination stuff that has to happen there. And, you know, a, a kid that plays sports, a kid that's in scouts, and a kid that's about to graduate high school. Um, and those are not the, th this, the, the same kids. So um, in all of that, putting everything in my calendar and using the um, little Apple hack that says, oh, we found this in your, in your inbox. Do you want to make this an appointment? Totally use that. Um, mm -hmm. and, then, and then also, too, uh, the Slack integrations as much as possible for work. So, so with that kind of calendar integration setup, um, also diving into Slack integrations to where if, if there's something coming up soon that I need to complete, I get a reminder in Slack. I get um, updates to the projects I'm following in Slack automatically through, through our project notification tools and that integration. So I, I rely heavily on those integrations and I'm looking to do more work with tools that kind of enable those integrations, if you know what I mean. So um, we've been using Zapier Orc for a little bit and uh, it's like code-free automation. So my, my program and project people that do not code 
don't have to wait on my developer advocates to kind of help them to automate some tasks that are redundant. So we can schedule social posts and, and do the coordination around our digital events and um, all, the, all the appearances and whatnot um, without necessarily having to, um, having to do it all manually. So nothing gets missed, everything is where it is, and it's written well in advance so that it can just be scheduled and forgotten about, which is, which is super nice. So, so that's kind of my first little set of hacks, I guess. <laughs> So basically time management and using tools to help um, with the time management as well as helping on staying connected through communication. I don't, I don't, we don't really use Slack. I'm, a, I'm aware of the tool and some of us, you know, within. I miss Slack. Too. I miss Slack. I love Slack. Oh, what did so you amazing. like? So what is it that you liked about it? Because I, I've never used it. I mean, I've had it. I've looked at it. I probably have the. The app, but I, I've never really kind of used it for anything as far as collaboration or sharing information. Um, again, use it for, for, you know, basically as a messaging platform. That's the first thing, right? But again, it's a message. It's a messaging platform that has a lot of other hooks and things in it. Um, I, you know, the file sharing portion, at least when I use it, was not great. That's sort of one of the weaknesses. But um, yeah. <laughs> it still isn't apparently according to Melissa. Melissa's head, head shake there. Yeah, it's um, not great. Um, but you know, other things like you can actually, you can have bots that actually go in and act on things. So if someone says something, it can automatically perform a set of actions. Um, you can, you can feed things into your calendar. Say, hey, can you set up a meeting with me? It'll pop up something for you. Um, you can do polls in there. You can do all sorts of interesting things. Um, you know, I use it when I ran VX, the VX Trail marketing team. I actually had my own Slack channel that I paid for that we ran for the team. Um, and, and a bunch of integrations with it was really, really cool. You can integrate into ticketing systems. So, you know, if you have a trouble ticket file, they can open up, you can open up a, a, you know, a, a Slack message for you. And we did some of that stuff at Pure where it was integrated into some of the other corporate systems. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask management, it. the whole nine yards, but mm -hmm. yeah, no one at work. Yeah, it can, it can remind you, there's a to-do to list, it can remind you of to-do list, it pops up. So it's basically one place to go for all of your alerts and messaging, yeah, which is really, really yeah. nice. And so no one at work needs your phone number. They can just yes. use Slack. And then when you're out, you can turn Slack off. So no one's calling you when you're off work. No one's texting you when you're off work. Like there are literally two people at work that have my phone number. And, and they both have it for, for escalation purposes, but everyone else is off the radar as soon as I click my out of office, like it's gone. <laughs> well, and, and what's nice about that is, is it's, um, you know, in Slack, it actually gives you a lot of control of your notification settings. You can set on yes. hours, off hours, you can, people, but people can override it too if they want. If, they, if I know it's your hours and I really need to get home, Melissa, I can force it, you know, as an, as an action. So it's, it's really, really nice here. Yeah, it's interesting. So, um, how does that compare to like a Teams? Other than, other than you know the provider, the the brand on the particular software, right? Just Teams is designed like, to Teams is designed to compete with Slack. That's a clear thing. I mean, you know, when it first came out, it was clearly has Slack targeted mind and sort of that inter office collaboration thing. I think um, the difference is that, um, I mean, Teams is a Teams is a better meeting tool. Right. Um, it's a better file sharing tool. Um, it's a shittier notification tool and communication and a shittier communication tool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got credit integrations. I would take Slack and yeah, Zoom and over, yeah, 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 over, yeah, yeah. over Teams any day. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, what we did at Pure was Slack and Zoom and it's a, it rocks. Um, I mean, again, yeah, as I mentioned, I think last week or the week before, there's things in Teams I love to death, but, um, I'll, you know, over, over those other platforms. But I think, 
you know, has a general purpose communication tool, Slack is much better. Yeah, I think what's what, you know, so we we all use teams and I think part of it is the fact that we all use teams. Right. So I know that there have been people that have sent me, you know, links and things to, to engage on Slack. But none of the people that I you know would deal with on a regular basis use that way of communicating. So I think that's part of the reason why everybody is sort of settled on teams, just because that's where kind of the, the, the gravity of the of the universe of people that we deal in, and collaborate with. Um, that's basically where it's easiest to find everybody. I do have to download the um, <clears throat> uh, the mobile app because the thing that's happened is that now people use that as a way of chatting. So no one sends emails anymore. If it's a quick question, they'll go and send a um, send a chat over over Teams. Yep. And the problem is that without having the mobile app, the notification that I get comes to me as an email, and, and you easily, can't reply to it. It sucks. And you I've can't reply to, to it. it. Yeah. And 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 it's and it's old, right? So if somebody was asking you something, right? If if I wasn't like sitting here to see that question come in, I would miss it, and I would have to, um, you know, then come back once I saw it. If I if it was something that needed to be replied to right away, especially if it was something easy. But without that, you know, the the notification is still forty five minutes in most cases, so it, it takes a while before it actually will generate the yeah. um, the email. So I'm looking. I they already. It's funny they already sent me the um uh, the QR code uh, through Teams to say, hey, here's the QR code to download the mobile app on your device. So it'll be interesting to see how the setup is because, you know, do I have to go in and do I does it know? So does that QR code set up the app so that it knows who I am and everything works and it just gets installed, or do I got to go back in and I got to install it and you know do the whole user oh, that's right. you, password? You guys don't, yes. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't. So, uh, that's that because because um, you know the, it's it's actually very well con controlled and it's it's pretty simple as far as being able to get onto the system. So I'm interested to see how easy and straightforward they've made that because they're really yeah. pushing people to Teams. Yeah. No, no. I mean, again, I, and I think Teams is like I said, Teams is not a bad tool. It's not Slack, but it's not a bad tool. If, if you're right. if you're on Microsoft Shop, it's not a bad tool. It's it's. Like I said it, it's one of the better Microsoft products. Uh, products. I mean, like I said I I've become a Microsoft fan of late. Um, but no, so I was telling you, my, my um, team's experience wasn't driven around, we didn't have a QR code. I was trying to think of what we did, uh, but that's going to lead into my hack. Mm. Again, and it's sort of a corporate hack, but it's, it's, it's a thing that makes my life easier. I love me some Okta. Oh my goodness, Okta. I have yeah. a love-hate relationship with Okta. Yeah. I don't know why you well, love it. Well, because again, it's, it's, a, it's a single sign-on for everything. Um, and Scott, if you know what it is, it's it's a third-party company. And full disclaimer, one of my other good friends works for Auth0, which was just acquired by, by Okta. Uh, um, um, oh no! Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, wow. my friend, Rand, my friend, Randy, my friend Randy, who I stay with in San Francisco, uh, was uh, yeah. So um, oh, um, 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 is um, is they just acquired? So or not yet? It hasn't closed yet as of the state. Yeah, yeah. So um, he he was just bitching about. If he has RSUs and he has stock options and all the things. It's a kind of big mess. Um, but anyhow, so I, I have a I have I have a minor minor personal interest in minor personal by second degree that he might buy a buy, buy me a nice dinner sometime if they go to that position. Um, um, and, and then he's the, he's the, he's the person I ship my California wines to, and then I picked them up from, <laughs> um, so it's related to the podcast. Anyhow, I love Okta. Okta is a single sign-on solution. It's web-based. 
uh, it's, it has a great mobile app. Anytime you want to go, uh, it, has, it has integration with the, with the Apple Watch. So, Scott, I don't even know what Okta is. When you want to go log into an application, it checks to see if you're signed in with Okta. If you're not, it pops up a browser window that allows you to log into Okta. Um, it will also, if you go to Okta directly, it will give you a menu of all the applications you're allowed for by your corporation. So no more hunting for, no more URLs for, for you know, this application or that. Because we all know, like, you know, this is our ERP system has is this URL our you know our customer, right, right. Our, our different systems so like you know there no, there's no it's actually a workable internet you know without all the other bullshit you know news and and all the soft stuff it gives me all the applications I can use for my company for the most part you know right uh, and they're all on there um, like you know our our you know I don't have to go to our HR portal and then click into Ignite which is our talent management system I just go to Okta and there's a Icon for Ignite. So it's it's the only thing I have to remember is, you know, your company name, .octa.com, and I go there, right? And it's, it's, so that's why I love it. It's easy. It's single sign-on. I don't have to worry about, you know, disparate passwords or different things. You change it. It's, it's in one place. Um, the mobile app is great. Um, we use the mobile stuff a lot at Pure. It works fantastically easily. And um, they now – and also, like, it's, it's not um, – you know, are you still using um, – um, probably you are, Scott, because – uh, Y'all own the company. Um, RSA Secure ID tokens. Ah, uh, yes, two-factor. Yep. Yes. For for two-factor for this. Oh no no I'm sorry I'm not I'm sorry no 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 it's uh it's the you're, I I mean two-factor but yes the um the um um the apps but yeah we don't but, no is, it, but, is, it, but is it still an RSA is it still an RSA, RSA app? Yes. Mm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Which because again it's still using that that encrypted technology basically for for Okta and other apps your second token is the Okta app you put on your phone. Um, and and so it's it's just, it's much easier. And it integrates my watch, actually, like when I go to sign in, they'll say, hey, you're trying to sign in. I hit okay, it's just smooth, it's easy, it works. Um, you know, I know there are a couple other competitors in the market, but um, I like me some Okta. Let's hear from Melissa why she has a love-hate relationship with it. <laughs> oh, just the extra step of logging in and, and the single sign-on process sometimes is, is difficult when you don't go directly from the Okta portal. And also, yeah, it lists everything, but it, it gives you everything you have access to. And I would love like a TLDR on what some of this stuff is. Because <laughs> but I think that's more of a company thing than it is uh, an uh, Okta-specific thing. In that, in that I have like a, a recently used list at the top, which is all of the things that I normally log into, and then a bunch of apps that I may or may not ever use that are listed that I presumably have access to and that are presumably important to somebody, but I, I stay out because I don't know what they are. So <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah. Like, oh, I, I, there are a bunch of apps I have access to that, that I never would have known. I'm like, oh, what the hell is this? Every every now and then I'm bored, which, you know, you know, I'll poke into it. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Very cool. I'll I'll segue it. Okay, sorry about that, guys. I screwed up. Uh, my hack is. If you are stepping out of the room to answer the door because it's ringing while you're recording a podcast, leave your Bluetooth headphones behind so they don't disconnect. Because, like, uh, the software flipped over to my other mic, but but, but it, I could hear you. But I know it's my other speakers, but the mic was off. I could I, I could hear. It was just awful. So leave the headset behind is, is the answer. Like so, um, that's that's an easy hack. Uh, don't wear the headset to answer the door uh, with with the UPS guy. Got it. Um, yeah. So, a nice. anything, anything good from the UPS guy while we're on it? 
Why? And I had to sign for it. So, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Excellent. So, yeah, I saw it on the camera. Yeah. 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 Yes, it's nice having those cameras, by the way, because that happens all the time, especially being home. Someone will come by. Sometimes they'll drop a package off, and depending on what it is, they'll ring the doorbell, and you know, um, it's like, okay, I, I don't. It depends on what it is, but do I do I need to get up and go get it, or is it good to just be left alone? So, yeah, good to know. Yeah, I, no, I, so I I heard all the stuff you said about the the video camera stuff, and I sort of agree with it. And my subtle dig is, especially when you buy monitors from Dell that don't have video cameras built in with them. So you <laughs> so you you miss that. So uh, there are the new curved monitors that have come out. And they do have the uh, the built-in uh, cameras, and they do allow you to uh, aim the camera so you can get different oh, nice. uh, per- perspectives. So they are, they are nice. I was mentioning I was on a uh, I was on a I was on a call, and they were they were talking about that. They were interested in getting an update on that, and it was just wild going from a discussion around monitors that had cool cameras to now all of a sudden talking about data center infrastructure. So it was just mm-hmm. it was. It was a it was an interesting discussion to go from you know there to there so, uh, but yes they do but I still think even if it did it's better to have um, the external camera because it just gives you flexibility so depending on what your monitor setup is and, and yeah. which no I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. I mean I think and also generally I mean at least you know Apple laptop ones aren't aren't high resolution enough so I still have one for doing high quality stuff totally agree yeah but my corollary to that for, for a hack is is get a fucking ring light. Like, they're they're just, and I know if you're, if you're, you know, for selfie people, et cetera, they have sort of a connotation, but for video stuff, they work really well. You know, you put it, you put, you put a tripod or you put the the camera on the ring light in the middle, it lights you up really, really well. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 Yeah, That's a good one. Don't get that cheap one from Amazon. Get a good, big ring light. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I have the ring light, my, my. My challenge with the ring light, and Melissa's probably dead on with this, is that I, I did get the cheap, you know, whatever it was, $30 Amazon one. And uh, so it's the small one. It's about the size of a coffee cup, and I have my camera going right through it. So the problem that I have is that when I spend a couple of hours, like, presenting or back-to-back meetings where, you know, I'm staring at this thing, at the end of the night, I can close my eyes and I can see the blue ring in my eyes from having that in so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what sort of you know um ailments come from you know the work work from home and what are some of the long-term effects of that but you know vision is probably going to be one of them because um i I think my my eyes have definitely gotten worse in the last year and i think a lot of it is because just staring at the um at the monitor i don't know if that's anything you know scientifically proven or maybe it's just the fact that i'm over 40 probably the fact that i'm over 40 um but yeah it's it's interesting the eyes are definitely going and so now i don't know if it's because i'm staring into the sun too long or if it's just you know trying to spend too much time you know reading off of a monitor i did get a um i did get a nice printer and you know for stuff especially things that i have to read um i try to avoid doing that so like if i have to review you know a white paper or a document or something that's you know tens of pages long I will go ahead and hit the print button on that and take a physical hard copy and read the physical hard copy because then I can go through and if I need to make notes on it or something like that, I can I can do that versus trying to edit the document. And um, I just think and then I don't have to be, you know, sitting in front of a computer while I actually read that. So I kind of like the the flexibility of still being able to go old school and 
and uh, and print. And I did get a um, I got a printer. So all I'm doing is printing documents. So it's a um, it's a um, uh, an, an inkjet, not an inkjet. Um, it's just a black and white printer. So there's no color or anything on it. So it's really cheap, really fast. It doesn't you know require a lot as far as you know cost of ownership because I'm not having to go out and buy you know eighty dollars worth of cayenne. You know, every you know, two to three weeks. Cyan, cyan, what, cyan whatever. Is <laughs> All right, whatever. Cyan, cyan. is 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 a Call spice it. of sorts. Yes. Yeah. yeah the, the only challenge with the ring lights is, particularly Scott, if you wear glasses, you you get a ring reflection. Yeah. Um, my other hack is a a um, an iPhone or an Android, but works for both. The one I have, cam uh, phone camera remote. Yes. It's a it's a simple two button device, one for iOS, one for Android. You turn it on, it's Bluetooth, it pairs to your phone, and it clicks the shutter button on your camera. Yeah, and it works um, with it comes with selfie sticks too most yeah. of the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I probably have a couple of them somewhere in my desk drawer, but I don't Yeah, it's you know. it's perfect for selfies. I, I put this in the ring light, boom. Beautiful selfie, yeah. Like, but also, I actually I bought it for because I when 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 the, uh, the pandemic hit, we had to do a launch we were planning. They want you know we had booked studio time to film video. They're like, oh no, just send us, send you know record at home on your on your iPhone in 4K and send it to us, which was a different problem. Um, but it's like okay, you know, rather than hitting start, stop, and stepping, it's so you stand there, you click it, you go, you talk. It's it's so much easier to control the shutter, et cetera. Yeah. So Makes Melissa sense. and I were discussing note taking. What do you use for note taking? Do you still write things down? Or are you somebody that's sitting there and kind of typing away? Um, I used to use Evernote religiously, um, RIP Evernote, um, which is a great note-taking app. It allowed you to, like, you could take a picture with your, your phone and incorporate it in the app of, the, like, the whiteboard while you're doing it. It was a great noting app. I used to do, you, you, I used to have somebody's got to do this. I would, like, yeah. I, would re, I would take notes, but I would also record Brian where we were brainstorming stuff, and then I'd go back and play them. It, it was perfect. Um, it's no longer, it's, you know, it's no longer support, et cetera. Um, I've tried other notes apps since. None of them are good, so I'll take recommendations from listeners or anybody else they know them. Right now, I'm just dealing with Apple Notes. Because it syncs across all, and that's the thing. Evernote syncs across all my devices. It worked. Um, Apple Notes syncs across all my devices. It has some multimedia features. It has a great to-do list feature. I love that. I, we have a, we have a shared shopping list that's in, in, in a to-do list, you know, which is nice. Um, um, even then, even I always use that for that. Even though you know they don't want to drag everyone into Evernote, and, um, but um, yeah, I, I'm struggling, so I don't have a good notes app. Um, so do you do you handwrite notes at all, or is it all basically typing? It's all typed. Wow. I mean, you know, I've been doing it for years, Scott. Remember, I used to have the keyboard for my iPad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I, still do, I still do. I still do. I don't use it much, but I do, yeah. Well, I, re I remember when, you know, people started taking notes electronically and no longer writing. I remember, you know, we'd be in meetings, and this was years ago, and, you know, you'd be in there with, you know, an exec or a team of execs, and you'd have some of the younger folks that would come in, and they would be sitting there back in the day when they had iPads or whatever their mobile devices. They'd be sitting there and they would be typing. And I remember, you know, people would get frustrated. They're like, why, why, why are they in there? They're not even paying attention. You know, they're playing with their iPhones. They're playing with their iPads. And we had to explain to them, no, they're, they're paying attention. Matter of fact, they're writing everything down. They're just not doing it on paper. So that's how, that's how you know, people are, are taking notes now. It's because now you don't have to write up the notes physically on a piece of paper and then take the transcriptions and then enter those in and then be able to email those out. So um, it was it was interesting to see some people trying to get their heads around the fact that, no, they're not 
not paying attention. They're actually the one that's only paying attention probably because they're writing everything down that's coming out of the out of your mouth or anybody else's mouth. So yeah, um, interesting I, thing I, to I know. sometimes still do that too. I like writing for, stuff down. The problem for me writing stuff down is I and if I write it down generally I need to transcribe it into something to be actual you know, like you know, I can do it for like a to do list for me or something, but like it's just like it's it's a second step for me to copy it into something to make it usable to copy and paste to start a project or something again. Yeah. I think it looks so if I'm talking to somebody, I think it looks better to actually let them see that you actually have a you know, a pad of paper and you're writing things down because I think if someone's talking to you and you're staring at your, you know, your computer and typing, they may get the impression that, oh, maybe they're not really paying attention and they're off, you know, writing something because, you know, we, we've had this discussion before. I'm an on camera uh, in terms of, you know, Zoom meetings, you know, the, the, the small ones where it's like a working meeting and people are getting stuff done. The bigger ones, not so much, but I think for the uh, for the working meetings, it's important for people to basically be able to see you, because you get that you know a, kind of a, a closer experience with the with the team that you're working on. So there we go. Mm -hmm. There we go. So let me go. Let me go off topic. Um, mm -hmm. So um, been a busy week for everybody. I think it's been a busy couple of weeks for everybody. So that's uh we're, we're kind of we, we uh, record towards the end of the week. So we're just on the, the cusp of, you know, the, the end of the week and, you know, kind of being able to disconnect and, and you know, not work for a few hours at least. Right. Um, so I understand that there's something new coming out as as far as on the Disney Channel, a new uh, Star Wars um, um I guess I, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, a new series. You guys haven't seen this? No. I, I think it's time for next week and to coincide with, you know, May the Fourth be with you. But there's an animated series that's coming out. You guys don't know about this? About it's supposed no. to be about it's supposed to be about Darth Vader and actually has Darth Vader in it in an animated series. All right, well I thought you guys would be all over. No, this. I haven't heard of it. All right, well that'll be homework for the uh for the next episode is to kinda dig into that so that we can sort of geek out um, about those things. Well, all right. So we talked about um, uh, kind of, you know, hacks and habits. What about bad habits? What are some of the bad habits that you see out there? And I think we've, we've, we've kind of been down this path before, but you know, what are some of the things that, you know, would easily be fixed if people were just aware of kind of, you know, Hey, you know, here's a bad habit. If you could fix that, this would help you. Um, help you in a lot of ways. And say not using the scheduled send feature on any given app and just sending things whenever you're working on them, which could be crazy late at night or crazy early in the morning. Um, just either send in business hours or schedule to send in business hours as much as possible. Yes. Yes, and, and, and that's a good one because I think, you know, especially with, you know, everybody being not just remote but really global where, you know, you're not dealing with a three-hour time difference and having to, you know, wake somebody up at, you know, 6 a.m. or have somebody online until 8 p.m. You're now having someone have to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning, right, for some of these things depending on, um, depending on where they are. Um, but how does that work with, like, when you have um... – when you have um, 
when you have like people multiple time zones? Well, I have a global team and um, I have taken advantage of that with my working hours and with when I send stuff. And I, I've suggested this because I've learned the hard way that it promotes an unhealthy work-life balance when you're sending things at crazy times because... Because everyone wants to respond to it. Yeah, that's the everyone problem. wants yeah, to yeah. respond to it yeah, and everyone yeah. sees it. Right. And yeah. the truth of the matter is I took an hour or two off during the business day to do something else and then spent the hour or two that I wasn't working during the or didn't plan to necessarily work outside of my business day um, at night, kind of catching up and and doing more meaningful things. And there are there are reasons for this and, and it's great work-life balance, but it doesn't look like great work-life balance. So even if you have this global team, sometimes it's better to just send during your business hours and at least keep up the appearance of, yeah, of well, a healthy. Again, not to get back to Slack, but one of the nice things about Slack is the, not the notification is set in your local time zone. So you will yes. get notified. Yeah. That's what I like about you. Yeah. Well, that's the schedule send is. Yeah. 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 I mean, so I, I basically, I've, I've told people for years, you know, I have weird habits. I'll, I'll get up early in the morning. I'll work late at night, 11 o'clock at night. Before I go to bed, I'll think of something while watching TV. And I was like, you do not respond to me. You know, if I said it to you, respond to it in your own time, in your own time zone, your own, yes. in your working hours. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It, it Well, it's interesting because for me that, so, you know, people sending things out off hours, especially for international folks, um, you know, it, it, it has created a bad habit for me. And the bad habit is that, so, for example, you know, Israel, Israel, Sunday is a, is a work. Our Sunday is a work day for them. So, you know, dealing with a lot of folks that are based in Israel, they just, you know, they'll they'll send emails and they'll ask for things on 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 Sundays. It's it, it doesn't happen all that often, but it's not it's not uncommon that it does happen. And it's usually somebody looking for something. Hey, do you know where this slide is or what's the does this support this or whatever it is? And they'll send it out, and when and I'll look, and you know when the email comes in, I try to avoid it, but it depends on whose it's coming from and, and and what the the topic is. But then I'll look to see who's actually on it, as far as who the two is. And if I see a couple of names, it's like okay, I know I don't have to respond to this because by the time I were to go and get to it, they're already going to respond. So I'll sort of just say okay, I know so and so is going to get it. And the bad habit that 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 has started is that when those things do come in, it's like, okay, I don't even know why you include me in this because we know so-and-so is going to respond to it within 20 minutes because they're insane. And, and that's sort of the OCD that they have is that anything that comes in there, there are no unopened emails allowed. So they'll go ahead and respond. Now, whether or not the response is actually helpful, sometimes could be debatable, but at least it gets responded to and then we can fix it you know, whenever, you know, the normal business day would start and people are around. Because I, I do hate bugging people um, off hours, especially when I know it's like a localized off hour for them. So um, so that's what we uh, that's what we try to do. All right. So the other thing about this episode that's important to note is this is uh, this is episode 46. But this basically is the episode that gets us over the one year anniversary, year anniversary. Yep. that came up on, came up on my facebook reminder yep yep since the uh the initial podcast which i think was um it doesn't matter what the dates were but it was a few days ago last year when we when we kicked this off so uh pretty solid to to bang out 46 of these uh in a in a 52 week period you know given everything that's been going on and you know people being busy so it does show you know some consistency um, in terms of you know the effort put forth to get together, but it also 
shows that this is, you know, a, a fun part of hopefully the week for everybody by, you know, being able to get together and kind of hang out and, you know, allow people to kind of listen into a conversation that, you know, it, it is kind of cool that, that some people actually find this interesting. So, um, so kind of good stuff. So yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, I haven't we... looked at this. I haven't looked at the stats in a while. I promise I will do that um, before next week. I used to be pleased to stand up really, really just say it's just been a weird freaking time. Yeah. No worries. But then what follows episode 46 is episode 47. And so that is Melissa's episode coming up next. And uh, I'm sure that there's been great thought and effort put into what we will be drinking as well as what we'll be discussing. So why don't we go ahead and, uh, and take a look at what we've got planned for the next episode? Yeah. So, um, this next episode is inspired and dedicated to my friend, um, <laughs> that, um, I lost this week. His name's Greg and, um, Sangria reminds so me of him. <laughs> so we're going with Sangria wines or wines you would use to make Sangria as well as um, recipes for sangria, if you have them. Okay. Um, mm. And he was lead gaming programmer for, um, for a cool game. So uh, we're going to go with gaming technology okay. as the tech theme awesome. and, and go from there. So um, that's going to be our show for 47. Sangria and gaming. Nice. Yes. 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 And, 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 and as you, a friend of mine here in Ohio um, just bought, I was asking what he was drinking. He's like, oh, it's sangria I bought at the gas station. I may or may not convince him to lend me this, the gas station sangria for not. We'll see. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I can stomach the gas station sangria. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, that'll be ha- good. I do have a recipe. We'll see if I actually get, get it done. I don't think I have a, a recipe, but I know that there are a couple of things that you have to have as base ingredients in order to make a a, a quality uh, sangria. And I think fresh fruit, fresh juice, mm-hmm. you know, that's yes. kind of the, the big one. Because anything with fresh Infection juice is going to taste amazing. Yeah, you don't have it's to actually water. make the sangria. You can just drink the wine that you would use for making the sangria. So, oh no, I'm so making the can... sangria. It was it was 80 degrees here the other day, Melissa. I may make sangria. <laughs> if it's, if it's yes, if you want to, go for it. Like we'll yeah. go all crazy, but yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll make up a batch. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So, any other any other uh, parting thoughts for tonight, Colin? How was your week? What's going on? Anything you want to share? Uh, my the, week with was, the my week was awful. As as you know, I'm dealing with a minor flood here, which I got to go fucking turn the pumps back on in a second. Um, just general. I was supposed to be off for a couple of days and had to come in for work. So uh, it is what it is. Um, I need I need a new job. <laughs> Anyone hiring marketing people? Let me know. Um, yeah, hire Colin. He's amazing. Yeah. Hashtag hire Colin. Yeah, yeah. If you want I, I, I got a fan- job, I know somebody. Yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I got a fan- I got a fantastic um, um, LinkedIn review from Herzog. Uh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, yeah. So, um, well, good. Well, um, I don't know how to follow that. Um, uh, it, so it was an, it was an interesting week for me. I had to go into the office physically. Um, on uh, a couple of days ago to do some video shooting. And because the people that we were working with, they were based in China, someone made the decision that 
we would inconvenience the the you know the the folks in Hopkinton versus inconveniencing the people in China. So the uh, the recording was at six a.m., which meant that um, we had to be on site. You know, basically, they, the crew had to be on site around five to set up. I didn't have to be there until about five thirty, so I got to sleep in that day. Um, but um, you know, it was that definite two thousand and one Space Odyssey kind of feel. You know, as you're as you're out on the road at that early in the morning, driving into the office, and then you get there, and you know, normally there's no cars there anyway, but to get there and have no cars there when you get there, and no cars when you leave, that was kind of a sort of an interesting experience. But that was the second time in two weeks I'd actually gone physically into the office, um, just you know, it was yeah, because of yeah. video stuff. So yeah, I saw that. I saw the picture that was nice. Yeah, I, I have not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's fun to do. And again, we've talked about this. The podcast helps, especially doing kind of the uh, the opens and just getting the discussion going just to stay sharp with that and kind of practice. So this has been uh, very useful in a lot of ways um, to help with that. What about you, Melissa? Uh, my last week has been like a country song, to be honest. <laughs> lost the dog, lost a friend, um, had, had comp reviews at work, which was great. Um, but... But no yeah, whiskey. It's there have been no there's been no whiskey on purpose. Uh. <laughs> I don't need to be drinking right now. I'm not. I'm not gonna get into the heavy drinking right now. Actually, I had an old fashioned on Friday, but um, but beyond that, no, no whiskey. So um, just kind of rough all around. I think I think I'm looking forward to being officially out of the week in which I am considering this podcast that and that i am taking the day Yay. off tomorrow it's a mental health day for um the marketing team at HashiCorp, so we're taking it um and i'll be doing other things so so i am heralding a brand new lovely week and excited to do so so someone has to take the picture because i i think i left my phone in the other room and i don't want to <laughs> disconnect for that but if someone can take the picture and then send it along and we'll get that yep. posted are you taking a screenshot Colin, no, I'm I'm picked on. I'm grabbing my phone, grabbing my glass. Oh, okay, I'm, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. I, I didn't know what you were doing there. You started Sorry. like no, no, I'm I'm doing. Uh-huh. Yep, awesome. I'll see you. Yay! Yep. All right, cool. 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 Okay, well, there we go. Uh, episode uh, forty-six in the bag. We've made it uh, a year uh, with many years episodes how about many more episodes to come i don't know yes, about please. years yes absolutely definitely more episodes to come so thanks everybody for uh for joining in yep. uh colin melissa it's time to close the show thank you thank you thank you everyone for listening and as usual good tech good wine peace out Very cool. I well, I 